my wife, you know, she did manage at our reception to put on a show <laughs> and uh, she, she got a reaction out of me. So uh, this person in this story that she I want to talk on about, show, buddy. Uh, she did uh, put on a show for her. Not the same uh, kind of show your wife put on. Not the kind of show that my wife put on. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We definitely want to thank you. Back to another episode. This is episode 154. This is the second to the last episode of the year. And we got a couple things to talk about uh, in Apple. I didn't think there would be a lot of Apple news. We got a couple things that we can go over. But uh, before we do that, we definitely want to thank all of our supporters. Uh, We just did our live show where we get to give away exclusive content that you won't find on the regular show. If you want to be a part of that, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, become a Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash snobwestcast. And uh, for a little chump change a month, you'll get access to that live content and some other things. Uh, but for the actual show, we're going to move right into it and we're going to get into the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. Uh, we talked about this last week uh, because we kind of knew that iOS 15.2 was coming and uh, it did uh, last Monday. Monday. This Monday, Monday. iOS 15.2 uh, dropped and it kind of dropped with all the things uh, that we mentioned. So, uh, but if you didn't listen to the show last week or you're not aware, uh, you can download iOS 15.2. You can also download uh, latest watch OS, iPad OS, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, the latest Mac OS. Uh, but again, uh, we're only really concerned or we only really care about iOS. So we'll go over the um, major things that they kind of released in iOS 15.2. Uh, the first one was the Apple Music voice plan. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you can pay a smaller I think it's $5 a month and only have access to Apple Music via voice. So via your watch, um, via HomePod, if you have it, or via your iPhones, your iPads, your Macs, you just won't get that visual, that visual control that you would using Apple Music. You are paying for that monthly subscription for actual forgetting Apple Music. Another thing is app privacy report. Now, Apple has been doing a lot for protecting you from privacy, uh, letting you know when you download an app what things this app is going to collect and what things this app is going to share. But you haven't been able to actually see the report as a result of those things that are being shared or not being shared via apps, via Safari, via some of these other properties. So now you actually can view this report uh, as a result of 15.2. Uh, another thing, we'll get to it a little bit later, is a legacy contact. Now you can go in and assign somebody to be able to, of course, with the proof of a death certificate, if you pass, they will be able to download your data from your iPhone, uh, pretty much your Apple ID. So contacts, photos, um, messages, um, voice memos. Um, you know, those things that you probably want somebody to have, 
if do you know do you know if it includes the um you know how the keychain your apple keychain did it say specifically i don't think i don't i don't understand that i think it's actual data so Mm. i don't think you'll get access to anything specifically i don't think apple can give you the right because in apple keychain you can check you can uh use it as your password manager so you can use apple keychain to get access to your bank to Mm -hmm. any sort of financial things um other personal stuff that i don't think apple has the right to give you access to Mm. Um, so my guess is no, but if you have hard data, like photos, mm-hmm. like for that you own anything that you own, my, I own my own photos. Mm-hmm. I own my own voicemails, my own voice memos. I own my own contacts. And if somebody is looking to make sure that they can notify people on your behalf, uh, if you've got family photos that you would want somebody to have, uh, contacts again, you know, if, Let's just say if something were to happen to me and I assign Nika as my legacy contact, uh, she can download my contacts and then she can reach out to those people and say, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing, X, Y, and Z. So I think uh, if I were to make an assumption, it would be data that I own. Mm -hmm. I can assign to somebody as a legacy contact. They can then download that data, keep it, or do what they need to do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is hide my email uh, you can always, you've always been able to do hide my email, but like I mentioned last week, you had to do it ahead of time, get the hide my e- email address, and then use that in an email or use that to sign up for a newsletter. Well, with this new update, as you're writing an email, if you decide you want to hide your email, you can do it right there as you're composing that email. And then the last one that I thought was interesting, uh, iPhone parts and service history. This is not something that we mentioned last week. But basically, your iPhone will give you a diagnostic report of service uh, schedules. So like if you take it to Apple or you take it to an authorized Apple uh, repair center and they do work, whether it be, you know, uh, running a diagnostic or any sort of tests, you'll be able to get that sort of report. And you'll be able to tell if companies are using genuine Apple parts like an Apple battery or Apple camera or a screen replacement, or they using some <laughs> Rudy Poot OEM janky, you know, yeah, janky parts. You know, <laughs> you'll be able to run this part, this this report rather. You'll be able to run this report and see what sort of parts and can and uh, components are being put in or put on your device. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next and it's one of those things where when we talked about it, when we talked about it, what last week. It was a release candidate. And then less than a week later, they just, you know, whoop, here we go. Right. right. Update. It was very kind of spur to me. It felt kind of spur of the moment. But yeah, I think those, but at the same time, I think these are pretty uh, useful. You know, a lot of uh, iOS uh, updates are, there may be one thing. I think all these are pretty useful. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So speaking of updates, uh, AirPods, AirPods Pro, AirPods 3, original AirPods, and AirPods Max. There's the newest firmware version. This is version 4C165. Again, they really don't tell you what's in this firmware update, so you'll have to make sure you have the firmware update and then kind of play around to see if anything changed, if anything's better, improved, updated. Um, but in order to do that, uh, there's really no install process either. So, you know, you if thinking of an iOS update, you know, you go to settings, you know, uh, about or software update, you really can't run a AirPods firmware update 
basically all you're doing is making sure that your uh, devices, whether it be AirPods Pro, Max, AirPods 3, you know, or just original ones, uh, just make sure they're connected to your device. Make sure Bluetooth's turned on. Make sure they're actually connected. And then if you click the information button, you'll get to look at the firmware version number. If that firmware version firmware version is, like I mentioned, 4C165, that means you got the most current version. If not, you may just have to disconnect and reconnect your devices and just wait for the firmware to actually get pulled down. So I wish they would kind of give you a little update um, or, or little notes as to what they do uh, update in the firmware because, you know, Apple's all about music, all about sound, and they're tweaking things on a regular. So I think a little right. notes about what they're doing. You know, that probably notes would be helpful yeah, and right. maybe just a little uh, notification saying your AirPods Pro are on the latest version or, or something, you know, to that effect so that you know that something actually changed. Right. Would be, right. I think, nice. All right. All right. So the next thing, uh, Apple Watch is still out here saving folks' lives. Um, the most recent thing that they put in the Apple Watch is fall detection. So if you, whether it be riding a bike, whether it be running, whether it be doing activities, whatever, the jarring of your watch, you know, there's some sensors that the watch can detect if you've uh, taken a fall and then automatically your watch can contact, you know, um, uh, 911 or either some other emergencies and looks like that's the case. Uh, an 85 year old man living in Ottawa, Canada, uh, was rescued by Ottawa police after receiving a 911 call from his Apple Watch. Um, they just sent an automated message with coordinates, actually location uh, information, came into the police communication center, which an operator used to get a specific address that she could then dispatch the police to. The off operator could also hear breathing and a dog barking in the other end of the line. And after digging up a bit more, was able to get the name of the homeowner, providing all the necessary information to the officers who were responding to the actual call. So um, don't take those things for granted. You know, I would um, especially, you know, if you are active, you know, we've seen stories of these people going hiking and then disappearing for seven or eight days <laughs> or staying disappeared. If you catch yeah. my drift, you know, um, things that you don't think about or you just assume, you know, I'm trying to trying to not say, OK, well, if you're old, you definitely need this because that's not the case. Like I mentioned, nope. there are people who, you know, full able bodied people think, oh, I'll be all right. And then you'd be in a situation where you're not so much all right. And Hello, I live alone. So if I have a lot of stairs in my house, so if I take a tumble down the stairs, um, my dog can't call 911. So, right. you know, though, and those type of things. And honestly, those are things that I literally think about. Like, what if something happens to me? Who, how am I going to alert somebody? But I usually always have my watch on. So I'm usually, you know, you know, have some sort of mechanism to contact someone if I don't have my phone on me. Right. It's better to need it and not have it than... Uh, exactly. <laughs> what, what than no, need it and to, not have it. Right. It's better to have it and not need it than mm -hmm. need it and then not, and have, not it. have it. Right. So, you know, if you do have the cellular version, definitely want to get that cellular plan so it can actually uh, make the phone call. I think that's the case with this one. He had the cellular version. They were able the phone actually called instead of just sending a message, 
it actually called the people and she could hear the, the background noise and, you know, use that information to help the police officers actually find and rescue the guy. So just wanted to put that out there. You know, it's not just a gimmick. You know, it's not just something that Apple is using just to sell more stuff. They have it. Yeah. It, it has actually, actual purpose. Right. It's actually practical and, you know, it's actually useful, you know. All right. So uh, speaking of useful, uh, speaking <laughs> of the Apple Watch, this next story, you know, is actually <laughs> goes the actual opposite of this, the previous story, the previous story, I talked about how Apple Watch is saving lives. Uh, according to this story right here, um, there is a class action lawsuit for Apple Watch owners who are uh, saying that the Apple Watch is actually hurting them. Um, for those who don't remember, I'd say back when the Apple, the original Apple Watch came out, there were cases and there were stories where the battery inside the Apple Watch would swell. And as a result of swelling, it would pop the screen off. And if you're not careful, um, that screen being detached could possibly injure you. In the case of this one guy, he says he was taking a golf, he was uh, riding on a golf cart. Uh, his Apple Watch screen popped off unbeknownst to him. And then when he reached down to um, um, grab something, you know, according to him, the, 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 the detached screen sliced his forearm and cut a vein. So according to him, you know, he had this danger. Uh, according to this class action lawsuit, Apple knew that the swelling was causing the screens to pop off. And according to the lawsuit, they could have, Apple could have done more to let folks know that the uh, screen popping off could be an actual danger. So um, Apple did, previous to this lawsuit, they launched a repair program uh, for swollen batteries in the Apple Watch Series 2 back in 2018, and then eligible devices were fixed free of charge. But America, you know, we are the lawsuit capital of the world. You know, some some people may have looking at, looked at this and said, okay, uh, you could have done more. So uh, we're going to bring this class action lawsuit. And actually, <coughs> um, Stephanie Humphrey, uh, one of my co-hosts on uh, the Tech John, uh, she mentioned that this happened to her. She didn't get injured or anything like that, but she mentioned that um, the screen popped off on her Apple Watch unbeknownst to her. Oh, you wow. Know? And, uh, you know, like I said, who knows what could have happened? Luckily, she wasn't wearing the watch and it didn't cause, didn't cause her any, any issues. But this was a known issue. Uh, so known that Apple did, in fact, try to put out a repair program. Um, but again, you know, people have. Freedom. Are they saying that the repair program wasn't sufficient? I don't know. I'm. I'm uh, I think I'm trying to scan through it, and I didn't. I'm trying to figure out what they're. You know. Well, I I mean, it. they said the lawsuit includes that all Apple Watch models, with the exception of the new Series Seven. And claims the devices are unreasonable safety hazards to consumers. It also says Apple uniformly failed to disclose the defect. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't see the how. The unreasonably safety hazards? That yeah, sounds kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't see how uh, Apple launching this repair program doesn't kind of disclose that there's an issue, but then I'm not a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. I don't know legalese like that. And again, yeah. like I mentioned, this is lawsuit capital of the world. So, you know, 
But the next sentence says battery swelling is a rare but real Apple Watch problem. So when it says unreasonable safety hazard, I think that might be, you know, a bit of, you know, razzle dazzle to help their, you know, their their lawsuit, I think. Mm -hmm. It says a 2019 case accused Cupertino of fraudulent business practices and breach of warranty using many of the arguments outlined in this one. So basically, this was a known issue. Uh, according to this lawsuit, they, Apple could have done more. Uh, Apple could have disclosed. They could have done more. Uh, the fact that they didn't, uh, this lawsuit is being brought up to, I guess, hold Apple accountable. So, uh, again, you know, if you do have an older Apple Watch, uh, at the very least, be careful, you know. <laughs> know that but this again, can happen. Uh, additionally, I don't know if they're going to do anything with this class action lawsuit, but you, if you have experienced your um, Apple Watch screen popping off, uh, you may be entitled to join this class section lawsuit where you get a get a couple bucks, I guess, at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it for the lowdown. Uh, we're going to move right into uh, second string uh, where we talk all things tech. Um, you are part of uh, group chats, right? Are your yes. group chats generally on Apple or do you do them on Facebook Messenger? Do you do them the WhatsApp? Your majority. I have majority is on my regular uh, messages, but I do have some in WhatsApp, okay. and I use WhatsApp when I travel. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, there are a lot of people who use uh, WhatsApp for uh, group chats. I do most of my group chats, with the exception of my family. You know, friends. You know, just random conversations are done via WhatsApp. Um, I don't send that many voice messages. Normally, I'm just a typer. Um, but I could see how you sending a voice message may be beneficial. Um, I can also see you rambling on voice <laughs> messages. Uh, so uh, WhatsApp is giving you the ability to preview your voice messages before you hit send. So you can record a voice message. You can hit play and review it and make sure it's the information you want to you want to uh, relay. And then you can decide whether or not you're going to send it. Uh, again, the reason why I put this out here is because there are a lot of people who use WhatsApp primarily and exclusively for all of their communications, you know, and I think um, as a result, uh, WhatsApp, well, Meta being the parent company that's <laughs> trying to keep their users, uh, definitely want to make them happy. So I can see this being beneficial uh, for all those people who do what's, do do use WhatsApp uh, on the regular. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other one, the other story that I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know a lot about F NFTs. <laughs> I don't know anything about NFTs, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I know a little uh, bit about a little bit. <laughs> right. But I know enough about math to know uh, this is not a mistake I don't see myself making. And what I'm referring to is um, there was a user who was looking to sell his NFT um, he was going through the process and you just, the way I understand it is, you know, it's not, you don't list it in a dollar amount when you're selling NFTs using cryptocurrency. It's all crypto. It's all crypto. And it could be percentages because one crypto doesn't equal $1, you know, one, one crypto could mean a thousand dollars. So decimal points come into play here. And I think that was the issue for this user. Uh, Max or Max Not on Digital Marketplace OpenSea meant to list a Bored Ape NFT 
if you're not familiar, for whatever reason, these NFTs of these different pictures of these apes is a super popular. Yeah, that's it's super popular. I I haven't figured out why, but it is. It is. But it's the internet, so (laughs) right. So he 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 owned one and he was looking to sell it on the digital marketplace OpenSea. He was trying to sell it for 75 Ether, which is Ethereum, which is roughly $300,000, which blows my mind, but I'll continue. (laughs) Accidentally typed 0.75 Ether, which was only $3,000 in actual US dollars was the price. Before he could go in and fix it, somebody bought it. Somebody scooped it up, you know, uh, and it probably- They're going to turn around and sell it for 300,000. Probably even more than that. They'll probably double and sell it for six. Now that it's so popular, yeah. Now right. this whole thing is like a thing. And whatever he does, well, whoever does, they better do it quick because, again, I'm not a trend follower, but I'm pretty sure uh, this board ape thing won't last in perpetuity. So mm-hmm. the price will eventually go down. But either way, this guy Max, I mean, he is—he's got three thousand dollars, but he could have had three hundred thousand dollars. So I'm pretty sure he is not sleeping very well at night. But Mm -hmm. again, I guess the whole point I brought this up about was um, crypto is different. Uh, NFTs are different. You know, crypto wallets, exchanges, transactions as a whole different animals. So before you decide you want to jump in, you need to make sure you're paying attention to what you're doing. (laughs) Make sure you know about math. Make sure you know how to convert whatever crypto into dollars and whatever that... um, whatever that transaction has to uh, take in order to do it right. Because I'd hate for you to lose out of, what is that? $297,000 because you put a decimal plate, decimal point in the wrong spot. (laughs) You only got 1% of what it was worth than the full 100%. And And again, with any financial transaction, double check and recheck. I accidentally, I was sending my brother some money and instead of it being, it was supposed to be $500, I had put in $5,000 and I was about to send the send. And I was like, um, that's not right. Let me go back and modify this. So again, pay attention mm-hmm. to what you're doing, especially when it comes to financial transactions. But even in your case, you could have called the bank and stopped that transaction Cryptocurrency is decentralized. Yes. There is no middleman. There is no bank. When Nika was sending that money, the money, even though she was sending it to her brother, it was going through something, a bank, a financial something. Somebody was the middleman. With NFTs, it go, if she would have sent that via NFT, she would have sent that directly to her brother. And he, it would have been honest on him to be like, oh, yeah, let me sing your difference back or Sucks to be you. You know, I don't know your brother like that. Right. I'm pretty sure he sent the money back. But if you were just sending that to somebody and Some they decided random to person. take the money and run, yeah. you have no recourse. You can't no. call nobody. You can't file a complaint. You can't file a report. That money is gone. And so, I think that's what people are missing with this whole crypto mm-hmm. um, situation is decentralized. So decentralized mm-hmm. means that the the typical safety that you have with financial, with federally backed institutions, you don't have that. You just out here, you know, honestly on a wing and a prayer and, Mm -hmm. you know, under, under the, under the guise that 
you're, you're supposed to know exactly what you're doing when you get involved in these type of things. If you don't know exactly what you're doing, you might want to do some research, uh, get somebody who knows something and just not be out here all willy nilly with your money. Because like you said, once it's gone, it's gone. Right. And the whole, the whole potential benefit of crypto was as decentralized. So a bank, so a financial institution can't regulate what you do with your own a constitutional money. power. Hello. Right. U.S. trying to get can't, their can't block you, of can't, it. Can't yep. freeze, can't freeze assets, you know, all those things. The negative to that is it is decentralized to where if you make a mistake, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah, pay attention to that. Definitely. If you're getting into NFTs, um, I can't think of anything that I would want to own that I can't practically, tangibly own. Physically good. Yeah. Um, artwork, I would want to, and I guess I could if, if I, I don't know how it works, but if I, if I purchased a piece of artwork in the form of a NFT, I guess I could print it out and have it uh, framed mm-hmm. for display. But I guess how is that different than uh, than me? I guess the ownership is where the difference is because I could very well just screenshot like this. Even this story here, this guy sold this NFT for or this ape for mm-hmm. three thousand dollars instead of three hundred thousand dollars. I could easily just screen capture this ape and print it on canvas <laughs> and put it on canvas and then yeah. hang it in my wall and look at my collection. You know, I guess honestly, for me, what I think the whole where this is going is is one of those things where it's some futurism type stuff. So we know we know about the metaverse. So is there going to be a time where in your metaverse home or whatever, you're going to be able to display all of your NFTs? You're going to be able to display your art. Are you going to be able to, with your crypto, exchange it with any, you know, I, again, I think this is thinking, you know, you're trying to set the framework for mm-hmm. what the anticipation is in the future. Because if you think about it, when you go back to dot com, when you go back to, you know, Google stock, Apple stock, Microsoft, when all this first came out, people was like, that's stupid. Why am I going to invest in that? Now it's like, oh man, I should have bought yeah, it back yeah, then. Yeah. I think it's a lot of that going into it. And it's mm-hmm. under the guise of if I'm wrong, then I'm out some money. But if, but if I'm, I'm right, right yeah. if I'm right, then I mm-hmm. am going to make bank. So I think right. to me, that's, you know, the gist of it. And that, and that makes sense, you know, because all these different companies like Nike, for example, getting into the metaverse yeah. to where. I'll have an avatar in this metaverse and I'll be able to outfit this avatar with all of these digital products or digital goods that I own. And I guess that'll be authentic, authentic, authentic. It'll have some authenticity because I will be the owner in the digital world and nobody else will be the owner. Similar yeah. to. And all that's stored in the blockchain. So you can go and verify who actually right. owns what in the blockchain. Right, right. Uh, this all, and I, and I say this every time, but it reminds me of the movie Ready Player One, mm-hmm. where they had this virtual world to where they were playing these games and they would get these coveted items that they that they could then use in other sections of the of this virtual world. So, yep. um, maybe it's going there. I guess. Uh, 
I can't I can't visualize it yet. And so maybe hopefully I won't miss out. Um, I would like to think if I was back, if I sent myself back in time to, you know, when Microsoft and Apple and, you know, dot com, all this stuff took out, I would have took myself seriously uh, because I'm actually doing that right now. We're actually at the doorstep of the future, mm-hmm. you know, and it's this like is being created real time, like right now. Right. Right. And we have to decide whether we're going to, you know, jump in or not, yeah. you know, and, and crossing our fingers for those who do jump in crossing that their fingers, works. like you mentioned is this is going to be, this is the beginning of the future, you know, yeah. so you might as well jump in. So I guess, I guess I'll get into it. Uh, we'll see, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want to 10 years from now, send myself back in time sitting at this podcast and be like, fool, why didn't you buy those shoes? Why did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that's all I had for a uh, second string. Uh, we're going to move right into uh, for the culture. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you as a uh, single person, um, if you do ever decide to and go forward with uh, being married, do you have in your head um, the type of experience you want to have when it comes to a wedding? Um, other than the fact that I would probably elope and just take a couple friends and okay, them. all right. So yeah, you, this, <laughs> you are not the audience for this. Um, when I got married, um, we had a traditional wedding. And we had a traditional reception. Uh, my wife uh, did surprise me and she sang at our wedding. And I, I got teary eyed, got all choked up and everything. So she she got her, you know, most of the men, you know, most men feel like they're super stoic and super strong. But at the wedding, at some point, whether it be the wedding or the reception, the men, it's, it's always an extra added bonus when the men mm-hmm. get all choked up. So uh, my wife, you know, she did manage at our reception to put on a show and uh she she got a reaction out of me so uh this person in this story that i want to talk about uh she did uh put on a show for her not the same uh, kind of show your wife put on not the kind of show that my wife (laughs) (laughs) but she did also put on a show for her husband at the reception uh, basically, you know, we'll, again, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can look at the video. Uh, but basically there's a video of a bride doing a, for all intents and purposes, a lap dance for her husband at the reception, complete with dancers, complete with the, uh, skimpy outfit. Uh, she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't revealing any new, well, I mean, her cheeks, I guess you could call those body parts. Uh, her cheeks were out. Um, and she can commence to do this lap dance for her husband uh, in with, you know, the crowd watching on. And then she had her bridesmaids do sort of like a, uh, a uh, sexy dance, you know, complete with the twerking and all that stuff while the bride did her little dance with her skimpy outfit. Again, the internet, of course, took off and everybody had their opinions. So I guess I wanted to get your opinion on uh, you personally. uh, Would you 
um, not necessarily this particularly, but how do you feel about couples and their plans for their weddings and receptions? And is there a limit? Is there a line? Is there a, uh, are there do's and are there do nots when it comes to two people deciding to get married and sharing their love with their closest friends and or family? To me, that would be a yes. And again, it all depends on the bride. So yes, you believe that there there is a line. There are things yes, you should there do. Is, there is, for me, there is a line. Okay. Okay. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it is for the bride and the groom. Mm-hmm. So whatever they decide to do, because mm-hmm. it's their money, it's their dime, they're spending it on. If they choose to, whatever they choose to do, that's, I mean, it's their wedding. They can do whatever. Now for me, you know, you can, you can do, I've seen, you know, people do like the sexy dance or the choreographed dance. Mm -hmm. To me, this was a little extra when you throw in the pretty much backless dress. Uh-huh. With just some little fringe, when you throw uh-huh. in the particular song that she danced to, uh-huh. Beyonce's uh-huh. uh, "Dance for You," which uh-huh. is an extremely sexy song. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I don't. I guess the confidence. I guess she got. She got to have all the confidence because okay. to put that out there mm-hmm. in front of your granny and your grandpa and. <laughs> Your mom right. and your dad and your husband's family. I mean, that's um, you know, I you know, body positivity, I am woman, feminism, <laughs> hear me roar type of thing that would not be on my particular scale. Um to me, it does look a little tacky, but again, I guess it's really yikes. To me, it's yikes. It's, ooh, I would not, if that, if I was at a wedding and that happened, I would probably not watch because that is a lot going on. And I would think the outfit's cute, the dance is cute, all that stuff. But are you doing it for the Pete, your guests? Are you actually doing it for him? Because you can wear that same outfit, do that same number. Mm-hmm. you know, back at your hotel room on your wedding night or on your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, is it something you're trying to do for the public and your guests? Right. Because right. you could do all this not in front of anyone except for the right. person who is actually meant for, but your choice was to do it in front of everybody. And my question would be, you know, what led you to that choice to right. do that in front right. of everybody? Um, I would not do it at my wedding either. I would advocate for my wife not to do it at our wedding because that's not the the uh, picture of you the don't want your wife out in front of everybody. But I mean, so okay, all right. Um, I would. I don't have a problem with anybody deciding what they want to do at their wedding or right. their reception. Exactly. Um, the, I, I didn't look too hard at the video, but it seemed like it was a young couple. The crowd or the audience, they seemed young as well. Now, what I would have done if I was this type of couple that I didn't have a problem with it, 
what I would have asked if people not record because everybody mm. had the phones up. So yeah. that would have been the one thing, you know, uh, I would have said is, you know, smart. you know, keep your phones down. You know, this is just for us. Right. Um, maybe she's a stripper. I don't know. Maybe she's an exotic yeah. dancer. Maybe, maybe she is a, a person strong with body positivity. I see it That's all why the time. I said it has to be because there's no way you cannot be confident. One, you cannot be confident, not be confident in yourself. And two, you have to have an extremely secure partner mm-hmm. to, to not want it right. to be, yeah, to not like try and cover you up, but to be down with it. So it right. seems as if they both enjoyed it. So and if they and if they both enjoyed it and everybody at the reception joined it, look, look, that is your business. I don't think it's any different because we, you know, there are some people on the internet who scoffed and said, you know, this is indecent. Uh, I can't believe people would do that and shame on these young folks. These will be the same people on Instagram liking all the fitness quotes mm-hmm. to where somebody which drives me crazy uh, <laughs> side note uh, you know on Instagram and Facebook you know people with these inspirational quotes take charge of your day you know only you can be in charge of your future and you got your ass all out <laughs> in the Instagram <laughs> but not, those aren't the same the quote I get the cheeks I get not together do it separately <laughs> I'd be cool with you saying out on the beach doing my thing and you got your cheeks out. That fits. Right. I can see you in a business suit at your desk in the corner office with the view saying take control of your life, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but that's their business. Right. I may, you know, I may say, oh, that, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, I keep scrolling. If I don't like it, if I don't agree with it, I think it's dumb. It doesn't make sense or whatever. I Because it's plenty of dumb stuff. I just keep scrolling past. That's not for me. Not for right. me. Let me keep it moving. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the same thing applies here, in my opinion, how other people view folks in general. It's like mm-hmm. in private or when nobody's looking, you're one way. But then when you see somebody else publicly doing the thing that you privately do, they mm-hmm. are the, 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 oh, that's indecent. They are the, oh, they don't have any class or whatever. When you privately are doing this, like condone it. If you're going to condone it, if you're going to condone it, condone it, right? If you're going to approve Mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, approve it. But if it ain't for you and if it's none of your business, it's none of your business. So again, me, I, that's not the picture I want to paint at my reception, (laughs) but at the same time, if this lady is cool with her body being out in front of her friends and family and the husband is okay with it and everybody's involved, didn't have a problem with it. Who cares? I do have a problem with everybody trying to put everything, you know, on the internet. You know, yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I would have, like I said, I would have said, if I was down with this, I'd be like, hey, you know, nobody record this. It's just for us. Or just, if you, know. you have your bridesmaids maybe kind of dance around you kind of as a shield, but you kind of see glimpses in. Because further in this article, it says that the bridesmaid did a dance to the city girls mm-hmm. twerkulator. And if mm-hmm. you've heard that song or seen that video, it's twerk, 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 twerk. And, you know, I think this is just the vibe that they were going with for their wedding. And it seems as if everybody from the family, from the bride, the group, all the way down to the family and friends was like, okay, let's do this. Uh, it's not my style, but if that's your, I'm not and it wasn't. Like- so I'm looking at the video again. 
she's just scantily clad. I think I that think, is I think the it's only the outfit. difference. I think it's I the think outfit that really has people. If she would have had on anything else, I've seen worse at weddings. <laughs> whether it be corny dancing, <laughs> whether it be speeches, whether it be, you know, uh, drinking, you know, even at my wedding, <laughs> we had an open bar and somebody got drunk at our wedding and spilled uh, drink uh, 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 stuff all over the place. I think that is more embarrassing than this lady doing this erotic dance for her husband. Again, you make perfect, you make perfectly good sense. It probably would have met. It probably would have been more. Not, I wouldn't, I'm not even going to say that. It makes more sense for that dance to be at, in the hotel between yeah. her and her husband. That seems like the better environment for that sort of dance because, you know, she didn't take off his clothes or anything like that, but yeah. this was a lap dance. But at the same time, I've seen lap dances at concerts. I've seen lap dances at clubs. I've seen I lap mean, dances. I mean, lap dances at weddings too. It's just, I think, the outfit. was out. So, right. <laughs> and then, like, the bridesmaids was in on it too. When, right. you know, they were twerking on the floor. So mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it was just a it bit was her dry. outfit. And, yeah. and the image that people have of brides at weddings. Yeah. yeah. Which I think, in my opinion, you know, the whole wedding industry, I think, needs to be turned on its ear. Um, because ultimately it's them two people and if they pay for it, they can do whatever they want. If they the husband wants to wear sneakers, if they want to come down to, you know, like you said, uh, whatever song, if they want to have whatever efficient, I think we get wrapped up in, it's got to be a preacher and it's got to be doves. The traditional aspect yeah. of it. Everybody yeah. doesn't want a traditional wedding. Everybody right. doesn't want Definitely not traditional. traditional. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah. All right, like I all said, right. it's so, not my jam, but they pay for it. And if it's mm-hmm. theirs, they were happy, then there you go. And I'm not going to look down on these people for doing that, which what a lot no. of people do. Yeah, but I again, mean, it's in, in private, they doing the same thing. It's like, what you just mad at them because they got confidence enough to do it in public? Is that they're their doing it out loud? Right. It was the right. thing, live, laugh, love, live out loud. I mean, they're doing it. You're saying it, but they're uh-huh. actually doing it. They're actually doing it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's it for uh for the culture. We're gonna move into the hookup. Uh we talked about this earlier in the iOS 15.2 release, but I wanted to um further highlight the idea of setting up the legacy contacts in your iPhone. Because again, you know, little things like that you don't think about until it becomes important. And then instead of you taking the time to grieve are taking the time to reminisce or enjoy the life of the person that you left that um, that left too soon, you know, you're trying to fumble around and figure out how to get their photos out of their phone, right? Which is something the last thing you should be doing, right? Um, Apple has made it easier for you to do that, and they've created this legacy contacts feature to where basically what you can do is you can go into the settings of your phone, uh, go into Apple ID. Go into Apple, it's Apple ID, iCloud, Media, and Purchases. Then go into Passwords and Security. That's where the legacy contact feature is going to be. From there, you add a legacy contact, and then you decide if you want to send them a message to let them know that they've been added as a legacy contact. In addition to that, you can add multiple contacts. So I did it 
And I got to thinking, okay, I added my wife as a legacy contact. So if something were to happen to me, no, she's got the password. She's got the passcode to my phone, Mm -hmm. you know, so she could get in there if she wanted to with this access that she already has and get some stuff. Well, there are some things that are attached to my Apple ID that she still would have to jump through hoops to get. And this legacy contact just makes it a little bit easier. But I got to thinking, well, what happens if something happens to me and my wife? You know, I, I now need somebody else outside of our intermediate, well, not outside of me and my wife to actually be able to have access to it. And I actually gave access to my oldest daughter, which is 13. She's tech savvy enough to where I've got a lot of pictures of them, of my kids and of my wife in my phone that at the very least, if you can't get nothing else, Mm. anything else, no text messages, no voice memos, no calendar events, none of that junk. Right. I would want them to be able to retrieve all of the pictures that I have of them, of us, of me and my wife. I'd much rather her be able to get those easily. And with this legacy contact, uh, you can do that. And like you said, she's 13. She's old enough to know how to maneuver To be able to get that stuff. Yeah. So again, that's why I said that's my hookup for the week. I just think it's important. Uh, Me and my wife actually have to uh, finalize and sign our wills and estate planning and send that in and make it uh, official. official. We, We did it, but it needed to be updated because we've, a lot of things have changed since mm-hmm. the last time we had it done. So uh, we have to do that for the larger will and estate planning, but I figured this would be a perfect time to do this as well. So again, mm-hmm. like I said, this is a good idea. I strongly urge anybody to do that. You know, a lot of people think oh, I don't want anybody in my phone, but again, the same thing with anything. The last thing you want to leave people with is hassles. Right. You want to make things as simple as possible on your loved ones so they can take the time to grieve or reminisce or enjoy your life versus messing around. How am I going to get these pictures out of so-and-so's phone? You know, this just makes it that much easier. Yep. And you do have to have death certificate, of course, because you got to prove that the person has passed. Once you do that, then the key is an automatic key that is sent to the person. They can use that key to request a download of all your data. So mm-hmm. uh, for a week, definitely take the time after you update iOS 15.2 to add a legacy contact uh, to your device. Uh, and with that, if you don't have anything, I think that is it for this week's show. Uh, we definitely want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, if you want to continue your support, definitely download, rate, and review us or share it with your loved ones. Uh, you can do so via Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts and Spotify. Another way you can support us is you engage with us on Twitter, Instagram, and, and uh, Facebook. We're at Cast. Another way you can do it is watch us on YouTube. Again, I think this week on me, I think it's messed up because I got to figure out my figure out my internet. Uh, <laughs> but normally we'll have clips up on the YouTube. If you go to Snobboscast on YouTube, you can subscribe, like, and share the show. Uh, you can leave comments and suggestions. You can go to our website, snobboscast.com. You can send us an email, snobboscast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website and join our Discord community where you can leave us comments, chat with us, uh, send us you know any sort of ideas you want to see on the next show. You can do all that through our community on Discord. If you want to support us financially, of course, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash snobboscast. 
You got a couple of tiers, and depending on which tier you sign up for, you'll get access to extra special content that you don't see on our regular show. Um, if you don't want to subscribe monthly, you can give us a love offering by going to paypal.me forward slash snob OS and uh, give us a little tip there. Uh, if you don't have anything else, Nika, I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, we got one more show next week. Uh, we'll probably maybe lighten it up. Maybe we won't talk about so many uh, hard tech topics. Maybe we'll do like a a year in review, you know, kind of talk about our favorite movies, favorite albums, you know, favorite piece of news maybe that came out over the past year. But uh, we'll figure that out. But until next week, uh, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.